And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, he scores! Martina Kucherov wins it in overtime! Saved by Vasilevsky, and he keeps it out of the net. Reaching behind him, he had it in his glove. Now for a feed in front of Kelly, he scores! And has won it in overtime! Steven Stamkos has reached 60 goals! Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I hope everybody's having a good day. And just a reminder that to like and subscribe to this podcast, and if you want to follow us and stay up to date on all the news surrounding the show, you could go to LO underscore lightning. Uh, shoot us an email at lockedonlightning at gmail.com. And also, this podcast is available anywhere podcasts are available. Well, yesterday was no, not short at all, or no supply short of uh, excitement during that game. You know, when it all looked like the Lightning had this game in the bag, uh, the hockey gods looked down on the Capitals and kind of gave them a little oomph. And obviously that was in the response of two very fluky goals, which we'll get into in just a little bit. But, of course, uh, the, as we all know by now, the Lightning won 3-2 in a shootout against the Capitals in their first round-robin game. So, you know, I guess this was their first big test, I guess we could say. I mean, there's a lot of skepticism of how serious we should all take these games. Personally, I just see them as extra tune-up games. I've stated that multiple times on multiple episodes over probably since they announced this whole bracket um, format. and But it was good to see, and I'll explain why, it was good to see the Lightning be challenged and them face this adversity this early on instead of when the games really do count. And that is because if you look at their first two games, I mean... Before they even played Florida, they've only been playing themselves, and yes, they played very well all around in those games, but that those scrimmages, you don't really, you can't really take anything from those. I mean, individual performances like Braden and Point, I mean, th- those are pretty impressive, but it's a whole different ball game when you go and see these guys play against other teams. So Florida, I wouldn't really count that as much of at all of a challenge, just because they have a struggling goaltender who's still trying to find himself. Uh, and they dropped five goals on them and shut them out in return. So that wasn't really much of a challenge. So, you know, we move on to yesterday's game against the Capitals. And I said to a colleague of mine that I was hoping that the Lightning won, if they were to win this game, that they weren't going to win it in convincing fashion. And the reason I say that is because... Let's say, for the sake of argument, they win. They won, I don't know, 4 nothing, and they absolutely dominated on all fronts yesterday. And then they go into Boston. Well, not into Boston, but they go into the Boston game, uh, which would be tomorrow at 4 o'clock. And they, you know, they, they pull out of that one. I said they could maybe win that 3-1. But let's say they, for you know, for the sake of argument, for... 
they win four nothing, five nothing, or three one, or whatever the case may be, and they you know thoroughly dominate the Bruins. But then they go into Saturday's game, and they play Philly. And we all—I mean, if you've been watching the games, all the games, Philly's one of the most impressive teams out there right now. They—they uh, they played very well in the two games that they played in thus far, um, and they—they they absolutely dominated Boston the other day. Uh, so it's one of those things where, out of all the round robin teams, I would have to say that Philly is probably the most impressive. Um, and then I guess you could even say that they are one of the most impressive teams in the Eastern Conference right now in this playoffs, uh, just with the two games that they've played. So you have to look at that. So, But what if they go into the Philly game and they absolute, the Lightning absolutely get shellacked? They, they go in there, all high and mighty. You know, we've won three games and we've dominated all three games and we don't even have our best player with us. And that is, of course, Steven Stamkos, who is probably sticking to his rehab timetable right now. And we probably won't see him. I would imagine maybe not until the Philly game, if not maybe the first playoff game. There's no reason to rush this guy back. I mean, we've been seeing it. We saw it on Washington's end too with John Carlson. They weren't too concerned with him getting injured, but at the same time, why rush him back? So here we go. I've predicted it. Uh, the NHL is starting their own form of, I guess you could call, load management. But, yeah, going. what if they go into the Boston game, I mean the floor, the Philly game, and they absolutely get shellacked. They, get, they go in, they get their pants pulled down, and now they, they're a little hurt now. And they could possibly carry that little, that little attitude or, you know, oh, crap, maybe we're not as good or as fine-tuned as we need to be. And then they go into the first series, and that's just a recipe for disaster. Because right now we're just trying to build the chemistry, trying to build the confidence level of the entire team. So going into these – but you don't want to be too confident. You don't want to be confident to the point to where you're cocky or – you know, you're you you don't wanna you don't wanna feel too confident to the point to where the first second things go wrong, especially in a big game, you have these guys looking at each other asking themselves, Wait a minute, I thought we were pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad like I said, I'm glad this team faced some adversity. Granted, it was on two questionably fluky goals. Because these are goals that you don't see Vasilevsky give up very often, if at at all. Um, I'm not entirely sure if there's been any goals this year in which Vasilevsky gave, Vasilevsky gave up, in which they were like that consistently back-to-back, especially. And that was something that I was interested to see how he was going to react to that. And that was something that I have to say that his reaction and the way he responded was very positive. Um, he could have, you know, he's been in the league for a couple of years now, but at the same time, any goalie could, they could get inside their own head after goals like this. So let's just go like our old school recaps like we used to do during the regular season. We'll just, you know, what I'm going to do with the recaps is I'm going to go, I'm not going to go play by play or whatever, you know, I'm going to just point out some of the, the things that stuck out to me in each period and then we'll go from there, and then, you know, we'll, we'll take away some of our keys or questions uh, from the game. So, in the first period, 
the Lightning started off the way I expected them to start off, and that was very slow. I mean, this team has been notorious for slow starts all season. And the reason why they need to figure this out right now is because they slow starts could lead to bad habits, and that's something we can't have, especially in the playoffs. In, in the, in when the meaningful games come, whether I would imagine it's sometime in the middle of next week, uh, if the league could maybe conclude some games or some series by then, slow starts could lead to bad habits. And what are the bad habits that I'm speaking of? Errant passes. We saw that way too often early in this game from the Lightning. Bad puck possession. Um, you know, it's we've seen it all. We've seen turnovers in the neutral zone that lead to, to fast break, fast break chances. I mean, we've seen it all season long with this team. We all know how how what their kryptonite is, and they need to fix this. I mean, I really would have thought I was really confident that this team maybe was past that at this point especially since you know they had four months to, to talk about it to each other, regardless if they were working out with each other or not, which I, I assume they weren't. Um, but even in training camp, even the shortened training camp, I thought maybe that was one thing that Coach Coop would have maybe maybe nipped in the butt real quick. But, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. Um, it is something that we have seen in other games as well, so it's not exactly – just the lightning that are doing it. So that's something I guess that you could count as maybe being a little bit encouraging. But the other thing that was a little bit troubling to see as well was that the lightning didn't have their first shot on goal until four minutes, almost five minutes into the first period. And I don't care if you're one of those teams like the lightning that gets off to slow starts or you're still trying to find your base and your groove in a game. You can't go five minutes without a shot, especially to start a game, because the f- fast starts lead to very good performances. I'm a firm believer in in the first five to ten minutes of the first period could very well dictate how the rest of the game goes. And I think for a team like the Lightning, the first five minutes especially are very crucial to this team, especially when they don't have Steven Stamkos. Um, you know, as much as we're expecting Stamkos to be coming back, for either the Philly game or possibly the first actual, I guess, first round game, that's not a guarantee. You know, we we've seen we this team has dealt with injuries all year. So even if Stamkos does come back, you know, knock on wood, we could have another player go down. And you know, even at that point, it's still more imperative that this team gets off to a fast start. So that's something I'm really looking forward to them. Maybe kind of getting ahead of in the next in the next game against the Bruins tomorrow is that I really want to see them get off to a good start. I want to see them put a lot of shots on net early on, really really apply the pressure on the opposing goaltender, whether it's Halak or Rask. I would imagine maybe Rask is going to be in net tomorrow, but I don't know what the deal is with in Boston in terms of whether they want to – I don't know if he's dealing with an injury. I'm not entirely sure right off the top of my head, but I, I regardless if it's either one of those two – I, I need to see that I see I need to see more from the Lightning early on, um, and I think Coach Cooper really needs to punch that that idea home that they need to start off very fast, you know, in order for them to be successful for the rest of the game. Um, but the thing that was encouraging around the ten minute mark uh, was that they started swarming around the net and they started creating more chances. They started to force turnovers. They started to cut. They they basically started to clean up their game, which I I liked seeing a lot. Um, it seemed after 
it, it but the thing is is that we, they can't keep doing this every game especially in the cup in the in the playoffs because that's a recipe for disaster you know they can't expect to go five ten minutes without really doing anything um relying on their defense because you know the they were playing an old Washington Capitals team that is still trying to get their groove back as well. But this Lightning team, regardless, you know, not even counting Ovi, I believe the Lightning hands down have one of the best uh, role players, group of role players in at least in the Eastern Conference. I think the only other team that maybe matches up to them, of course, is the Boston Bruins. But other than that, I mean. You know, regardless if you're lo- if you're you don't have Stamkos, you still have Kucherov, who had an incredible goal in this game, and we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But they need to they need to get better. I mean, ten minutes, ten halfway mark through the first period, I need I need to see results sooner than that. So Kucher's goal, twelve fifty three into the first period, absolutely filthy wrister, uh, far right, far top corner. Um, yeah, I mean that's something that we're accustomed to seeing Kucherov do now. It's just these. It, it almost looks like he's not even using his wrists when he quick, uh, fires off that quick shot, um, and his ability to just place it wherever he wants, where the goalie can't even react in time. Um, it's absolutely incredible, and I hope to see a lot more from that this year because Stamkos, even when he does come back, he can't do it all by himself. We're gonna need to see Kucherov really step up, unlike last year. Of course, in last year's playoffs, he did miss a game. Um, he was suspended for one of those games, but I don't expect I expect him to really show up and and maybe he has that chip on his shoulder this year. Maybe he he re, he remembers very well as I as I'd imagine the rest of this team does is how what happened last season and how each one of them played. Grant, granted, that that series, I mean, the Lightning did everything right. Um, it was there was just. There was just certain moments in that series, and we're not, we're not going to really get into that, but there were certain moments in that series which, you know, they kind of fell asleep, and that's what contributed to the Lightning obviously getting swept. But we're not going to talk about that unless they do potentially match up with the Blue Jackets once again. So, yeah, I mean, Kucherov's goal, absolutely incredible. I want to see more out of him. Uh, I spoke in yesterday's preview episode how I want to see him be more assertive and you saw it in that Florida game when him and Point kept going back and forth, I believe. I believe it was Point or Sergachev. Um, he he kept passing the puck back and calling for it uh, when he was in the circle, uh, getting ready for the one-timer. And I, I love seeing that. I love seeing guys on this team, everybody saying, guys, I got this. Let's, you know, just give me the puck, set me up for a good chance, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take us home with this. And I want to see that more. I want to see that more from Kucherov. Um, we've seen not really that kind of attitude from the supporting um, players. I mean, we'll, we see, we saw it a little bit in the Florida game from Braden Point, but that was more so just the res, uh, resurgence from Point because now he's fully healthy. So possibly, you know, look out for Braden Point to be doing the same thing, which I would imagine he is. But I really want to see how Kucherov can continue this performance because I thought he played very well. Um, and we'll discuss some of the other players. Uh, that played very well in this game. So in the second period, uh, they did a very good job of killing penalties. Uh, they they gave the Capitals absolutely nothing to work with on some of the penalties that the Capitals had. Um, 
they they absolutely took away any chances that the Lightning could have. I mean, the Capitals could have had to to score. Yes, they ended up scoring a power play goal later on on those two fluke goals, and we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But I I don't know. I just feel like. Um, you know this team's getting better on the power play, and considering they do give up a lot of penalties, they they definitely need to be better. Um, and we'll talk about just you know how they need to cut down on that. But yeah, I saw a lot of good things from the PK, and I definitely want to see how they could continue that momentum going forward. So the Lightning's second goal came in the second period again with Mitchell Stevens. Uh, if you've been listening to this podcast from the very start I bought a lot of Mitchell Stevens stock real quick uh, when they were starting to bring him up more and more and even though he only played nine games from what I saw with him even if you don't see it on the stat sheet very much he does he's very good player I mean he does almost everything Um, he's willing to do anything that this team asks him to do whether that's win face-offs we see that at the end of the game right before this they go into I believe it was OT or it was actually yeah it was into OT and uh, I mean he he could he play a physical game he could score goals as you saw here did a great job positioning himself right in front for the opportunity and you know he banked it home off the the pass and hey you know what Mitchell Stevens he's not a flashy player but he does all the good things right he does everything right and I hope to see him get more time on ice Going forward, we'll just have to wait and see what uh, Coach Coop does with these Lions. But I, I, I think Mitchell Stevens, believe it or not, other than maybe Braden Point and obviously the Kucherovs and the Headmans and the Stamkoses um, and the Sergachevs and of course Vasilevsky, I think you know, if you if you're looking at any of the role players, I think Mitchell Stevens is definitely at the top of maybe one of the the more crucial players to look out for on this team going forward in the playoffs because I think if he does all the things that we've seen him do all year, um, that's going to be very important and and a very good thing for this team and that's going to enable them to possibly make a very deep cup run. And yeah, so like I said before, the two goals that Vasilevsky gave up, I mean, they were just, you don't see Vasilevsky give up these goals really at all if often I mean they and even in the nature that they happen back to back like that within maybe the span of two minutes two three minutes um, and but like I said at the top of the show that it was going to be very interesting to see at that point in time how he responded and I think he responded very well um, he responded like you would see from maybe a 10-year veteran uh, from from a goalie who's won a Vezina which he has who's you know going to be in the Vezina trophy talk on a yearly basis which he has been so um, I was very happy with that you know there's a lot of times there's some goalies in the league not going to name any names that sometimes stuff like that happens and it just un- they just unravel and that's just sometimes that happens and you know even though this round robin game isn't exactly a do or die situation even these round robin games in general to see Vasilevsky respond like that and I know maybe I'm playing I'm making a bigger deal out of these two goals than maybe I should have but you know we for those of us who have played sports to when we've whether it's hockey or baseball or football whenever and I wouldn't really call these mistakes but things that are just you just have to shake your head like are you kidding me you know after that happens 
to you. Yeah, sometimes, like I said, sometimes people, whether it's in the National Hockey League or even us non-athletic regular people, you know, we we end up unraveling from that stuff. And but you know, to see Vasilevsky kind of say, you know what, that those were flukes. Just watch how I play for the rest of the game. And one of the very very positive things that I saw afterwards was he really he. And even just from this game in general was that on a lot of, you know, other than those two goals, I mean, obviously he'll tie that up. He'll tighten that up in practice and he'll work on that, of course. But he was, there was a lot of times he wasn't, you know, he was very much in position. I mean, he didn't really overcommit on a lot of shots. He stayed home. Um, He came out on some shots to to make himself look bigger of course to cut off angles of shooters and that's what I love seeing him and I mean the same goes you know I'm going to tip my cap to Hopi as well that that Kucherov goal I mean there's maybe that was just him maybe over committing coming out of the net just too much not really closing down the angle and Kucherov saw that recognized it and took advantage of it and scored that goal and then the Mitchell Stevens goal I mean that was that was a very good goal I mean like I said a couple of moments ago Mitchell Stevens positions himself in spectacular fashion right in front for that deflection in front right through the five hole um you know that's something that's not really so much on Hopi that's also you know that's on the defenseman there in that situation but I think Hopi what played very well and you know if you're going to be watching other games other than the lightnings other than the lightnings when they're not on definitely maybe watch some Caps games to see how Hopi goes and see how we could bounce back from that because I even though they lost I thought you know when I realized that we weren't going to get maybe uh we weren't going to get to Hopi very easily early on um I knew it was going to be sort of a difficult game even though shortly after the Kucherov goal happened I still thought you know maybe that that's just Kucherov being a great player a great sniper on that and you know there's only maybe two or three maybe five goalies in the league right now that could probably stop that shot but I mean I thought that this was a very good game overall. Um, but like I said, going back to my point, I'm a little rambling right now, but that those two goals, Vasilevsky, he really showed that, you know, he's a veteran now. I mean, yeah, he's 25. He's only been in the league for a couple of years now, a few years actually, but he showed his brawn on that play and I'm very proud of how he played. And I'm very, I'm sure a lot of lightning fans should take that as something that's very positive going forward. So we're just going to skip straight to the shootout because I'm going to be real honest. The third period was just, to me, a whole lot of nothing. I mean, there was obviously some stuff that went on. Obviously, the the phantom penalty calls that the refs didn't call for any of the capitals, which we'll get into uh, just a little bit. I mean, that was just, I'm going to need some more time to discuss that. But yeah, I was very, I was kind of happy, you know, that the lightning we're going into the shootout because that's going to be a factor in this year's playoffs where it hasn't really been in years past. But I thought, you know, I was the lightning. I had a good, good feeling going into the shootout that the lightning were going to pull us off just because they've been very good for the most part in shootouts this year. They've, they haven't had that many, but when they had, they were four for 11 in shootouts. So, you know, that's not exactly a big sample size, but it's still a very good thing to look at and say, all right, this team, for the most part, is very good at shootouts. So that's something that can maybe work for them going forward as long as they improve upon it. Um, And, of course, as we know, they 
uh, Kucherov ended up scoring what would be the game-winning goal, and Vasilevsky would score what would be the game-winning save, what would have the game-winning save. So, of course, like I said, and we, as we all know already, the Lightning have won. They won that shootout 3-2. And I was very impressed by how they played. Um, the The score sheet doesn't really reflect how how good the Lightning pretty much, for the most part, dominated, I would say, maybe the first 30 minutes. They did get off to a slow start, but once they got their act together, they were pretty much in control of this game. Uh, the third period, the Capitals started to really kind of turn it up just a little bit, and but the Lightning shut that down real quick. I thought they played very, very well on the defensive side. Um, so some of my takeaways uh, from this game, just overall, uh, that Sergachev interference call. I mean, that was, I mean that was that was the definition of an interference. But I've stressed before in past episodes, the Lightning need to stop taking penalties as at high of a frequency as they do. Um, Sergachev needs to have more and better awareness in that situation. I mean, he ran straight into the other guy. Uh, the puck was not even close, really, in the vicinity. And it was just, he just needs to be better. Um, I just think this team needs to be better as a whole um, and not take dumb penalties. I mean, you know, there was a couple of penalties that you could chalk up to them just being caught up in the moment. And obviously, you know, it was a lot of, uh, there was maybe that fighting penalty. With uh, Yanni Gord, obviously he fought with uh, T.J. Oshie, which I, you know, now that I'm bringing it up, I don't understand what the deal was was with these refs. I mean, they were calling everything for the Caps. It's you know, there's no game, there's no game in the National Hockey League or in the game of hockey where one team does not get called for a singular penalty just on them. Every time the Lightning, every time the Capitals were were signaled for a penalty it was always something where the lightning were involved and you know they would be playing four and four and it was just ridiculous i don't understand what the refs were looking at um that that tj oshi forearm shift to the back of yanni gord i mean that could possibly be roughing maybe a unsportsmanlike um i believe the hathaway hit on i don't remember who it was on at mid-ice but that, that Hathaway hit where the puck was nowhere in the vicinity. I believe it was, it was already in the attacking zone by then. But in the neutral zone there at mid-ice, come on. Like, nobody saw that. You mean to tell me nobody saw that? The broadcast picked that up right away. I, I don't understand. I mean, ha- that should have been at l- easily, easily an interference. But I, I don't know. I don't get it. I hope this officiating crew, whoever it was, I hope they maybe are spoken to by the league, uh, maybe player safety. I'm not entirely sure who, what department in the NHL is going to discuss this situation with them because I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not seeing things, and I know I'm not making a big deal. I'm, I'm not making, um, you know, I'm not overreacting here. This was, you know, this was something where you could tell at certain points in the game the Capitals knew they were getting away with certain things, and that's what led to the T.J. Oshie fight with Yanni Gord. And that's what led to the Hathaway hit at, you know, at mid-ice in the neutral zone. Which, if he maybe raised his elbow a little har- uh, higher, that's r- going right in the player's face there. Possible concussion. And then, regardless of who that player is, we're missing that player for at least a week. And that right now, the Lightning don't have the luxury to let players, um, you know, to be playing without players, especially when they're injured. You know, that's not something that the Lightning can live without, regardless of who the player is. 
every player that they have on their roster right now is very crucial to the Lightning being successful long term in this playoffs. So I don't know what needs to happen. I think you know. I think that was the only game. I didn't watch all the games yesterday, but that was the only game where I think one team didn't get called for a single penalty. And I don't remember the last time that even happened in a real game. So I, I just I. I it was ridiculously frustrating. Um, I mean, I don't know which more I could say about it, but yeah, let's move on. I guess Victor Hedman, isn't it a thing of beauty to watch Victor Hedman do his thing in the neutral zone? I I I can't describe it. I mean, it's it's beautiful. If I mean, if you're a fan of the fenceman as such as I am, to see him constantly disrupt the flow for the other team in the neutral zone, um, really get in the passing lane, stick is his you know put a stick out in the passing lanes and really just disrupt any type of groove that the other team is trying to get into um you know especially stand up players with the puck at the puck handlers at the blue line it really is beautiful to watch um if you haven't watched that if you don't know what i'm talking about you know if you're not really looking at that kind of stuff go back and watch it and you'll really appreciate victor headman a lot more uh you know him doing his thing I've, I've said it multiple times i mean he he is the best defenseman in the national hockey league the norris trophy these days uh i don't know what's happened with the voting recently but they don't vote for the best defenseman anymore they vote for the the highest scoring defenseman and that's not at all what this what the norris trophy is about if the nhl wants to have an award in which they give it to the highest scoring defenseman then just give Bobby Orr his own award for high scoring defenseman I mean there's a defensive award for forwards so why not have an offensive award for defensemen um, and just keep the Norris trophy to the best defensive defenseman because that's what it's really about and I think I don't don't expect uh, the league to have a change like that anytime soon if they're going to do something like that it's probably going to be in the next 10 to 15 years and while we're on the topic of defensemen, um, I have to say I have to go back and eat my words from previous pot, previous shows, episodes actually, where I was very much against Zach Bogosian on the first line and getting a lot more ice time out there. And I was wrong. I mean, he proved me wrong. He proved a lot of maybe other Lightning fans that were kind of along the same lines as I was. I didn't think that he was ready or maybe... I wouldn't say he lacked the talent of playing on a first-line pairing, but I, I didn't think his game really measured up to something like that. But you know what? He's Thus far, he's the last couple of games, he's played very well. And hopefully he, he continues to prove me wrong because if we could get that kind of production out there with Zach Bogosian, um, that would be absolutely incredible. Um, as, you know, I don't think we would be able to see that anytime soon from John Ruta just because of he's still trying to figure things out on his side, uh, you know, being away from the ice for so long and now finally back and just trying to get back in a groove and get his mojo back. So, you know what, Zach Bogosian, tip of the cap to you. So just the end of the show right now, I'd just like to say, you know, I think that the last two games, the Lightning played overall, if I have to give them a letter grade, probably a B plus. Uh, just because of what they were lacking. They didn't have Hedman in game one, and they're still without Stamkos. And they did play a team that was a lot more talented than the Florida Panthers. And I think if it wasn't for those two kind of, you know, funky goals that happened 
Um, the for the pucks trickling past Vasilevsky, this would have been maybe a two nothing game, maybe a three nothing game, if you know maybe Washington pulls Hopi at the end of the game for. So I mean, I would have to give them a B plus. I but they're still having said that this team does have a lot of things to work on still, um, and I look forward to seeing them possibly get off to a faster start in the game against Boston and you know get you know maybe get a goal right off the bat. Uh, in the first couple of minutes and definitely put up a lot of shots in the first period. Um, like I said, it's not something, it's not a good habit to get off these slow starts, especially in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And it's just a last reminder, this show is available wherever podcasts are available. And like I said, at the top of the show, you can find us at LO underscore lightning on Twitter. You can find me at AP Danker, D-E-N-K-E-R on Twitter as well. And always remember to like and sus- subscribe to this show when you're done listening so that's been it for today's episode of locked on lightning part of the locked on podcast network i'm your host adam tanker i'll talk to you in the next one